are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here. John here. We are five, five glorious days from the start of the MLS regular season. DC United kicking off February 25th. At Audi Field. Uh, to answer, I think there was a listener question about John. Will John and I be there? The answer is no, we will not be there. But uh, I, I, I do encourage everyone who's going to go and freeze to death to have a great time. <laughs> yeah, I did that once. Um, I did the home opener last season in in similar weather. Um, this one's going to be rain. So one extra. No, I'm kidding. I, I was considering going. You know me. I'm, I am an MLS sicko, uh, but couldn't make it fit into the calendar. Couldn't make it fit in the schedule. But I will be at home watching the new and improved MLS uh, Apple TV experience, which we'll get into a little bit of that. There was some some preseason testing they were doing that we actually got to see. So I think we got yep. some comments. Uh, we also got player news coming up. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about there. Uh, and then also stick around, too, if you're a Washington Spirit fan. We've got Kindred Spirits talking Washington Spirit updates. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast version, check that out Thursday. We got a little bit of a review of the of of what we can say about the um about the sheep leaves cup i just realized that the last game of the sheep leaves cup is wednesday and the show's released so thursday, the show so. is gonna the show is gonna come out tuesday uh so that we're not late that's a new uh, we're just going on the fly, it's a going, editorial decision. On the fly there. john how's your how are you doing my friend how was your weekend how was my week my weekend was uh fine i'm this is my last week before surgery ted this is the last week you'll be watching me podcast without a sling on like a giant arm sling like a weirdo so uh my last weekend was I don't I, I was using it a lot. I was like lifting things. I was uh, like swinging my arm around just to see how it feels again. And then I'll have six six weeks six weeks in a sling, and then five weeks until I can five year five months until I can do stuff. Are they putting screws in said in said they, shoulder? I don't know what the anchor is. So it's a rotator cuff surgery, mm. and then uh, they're reattaching my bicep tendon to my uh, sho- to my bone, to the bone of my shoulder. Anybody Oof. who's had a rotator cuff surgery in the chat, let me know how uh, not horrible it was. If it was horrible and it was the worst thing you've ever done, don't tell me. I do not want to know. <laughs> it's I'm already I'm already locked in. It's happening, so I don't <laughs> want to hear about it. How about you, Ted? Did you have uh, you had more more fun than me? Yeah, I had surgery. a yeah, I had a <laughs> I had a good I had a good weekend. Um, it was kind of a quiet weekend, which I think I think I kind of needed. Um, it's been a couple of busy, busy weekends, so it's nice to have a weekend just to kind of chill out. Um, my wife will be out of town next uh, next weekend, so I will have the house to myself. M- so. so you can go complete MLS sicko <laughs> mode for all weekend. Seven and seven with four p.m. to to twelve a.m. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing it all. So yeah, but uh, but that, that my next weekend is going to be MLS because I'm also refereeing soccer, so I'm not escaping the weather. There's a tournament coming up. I'm going to referee that out in the wonderful weather. The weather here in Richmond will be just as pleasant as it is <laughs> uh, in D.C. So I'm not escaping the weather. I'm not huddling against the weather. Can uh, uh, can referees wear snoods? What's the uh, ruling on? I think we can. I mean, everything pretty much has to be. You can wear pretty much whatever you want. It just has to be black. And there's a certain actually they actually have they have well they have you can't do that you can't do that Um, but you know they basically I think the rule is is like a certain temperature at which like you basically can wear like long pants or something like that like they they are very want you in your like official uniform and everything I usually go with uniform I you know I usually don't get cold or care so I just kind of Ted's very tough listeners Ted Ted does Ted is not affected by weather he needs no (laughs) snoods. 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk DC United. And uh, we actually have some breaking news here on the show because it just dropped. Thank you, Tom Bogart. Yeah. Uh, we have a player trade uh, that was announced uh, by Stephen Golf yesterday, I believe. Um, or maybe the day before, somewhere around then. Uh, Miguel Berry is no longer a DC United player. Uh, not official yet, but he has been traded to, uh, all reports are saying he's been traded to Atlanta. The initial report from Stephen Golf was 250 k in allocation money. I some of there, was, there was talk about how much we actually paid to get him. Um, and like I think 230, it was, yeah, it was $230, $225, something like that. Uh, Tom Bogart adding some clarity to that, because otherwise we would have been maybe talking a little more positively about this trade. Uh, 150K with 100K in add-ons. Remains to be seen what those add-ons are. Uh, now, I, now, I have seen add-ons where basically – Stephen Goff comes out and says, like, he plays three matches and those add-ons kick in or something like that. It's basically, like, protection for if the player picks up, like, a serious injury or something like that. Um, so we'll see what those add-ons are. Maybe they kick in, you know, after a couple weeks and, you know, they're pretty pretty certain he'll he'll hit those. Um, he's probably a backup for their new DP striker from Greece, um, who's, whose name escapes me right now. It's a very Appar- Greek name. To, <laughs> there's lots of vowels it's long yeah we got enough we got enough trouble pronouncing dc united players right. uh so right. i think you don't I think, pay us you don't pay us for that you don't pay us for laying united names yeah dc united but, only <laughs> dc united only uh, apparently according to golf the team tried to sign him to a long-term long-term extension to be a backup to benteke uh, apparently i'm sure they ran into issues with cap and trying to maintain their cap a little bit open um and i think they said ultimately you know what let's just ship him off um and how do you other- value a player that doesn't score any goals in MLS or hasn't scored any goals for you? Like, it'd be very challenging to trade a player who did well somewhere else, comes to you, does nothing, does not look comfortable or like a fit in the system, and then is like, "Hey, I'd like to sign a four-year extension." And you're like, "Ah, for how much? What are you looking to get exactly? <laughs> how much per year?" And he's like, three hundred thousand. Mm, no, no, goodbye. I'm not sure about that. Goodbye. You might be one of those like instances of football manager when you try to re-sign a player and they want like the most like ridiculous contract like right off the bat. You're just like, I don't know what to do with you. Speaking um, of ridiculous contracts. Speaking of ridiculous contracts, <laughs> contract buyout. But also dropped in the news that contract buyout is like for Ravel Morrison. I always felt like that was kind of like. I mean, you obviously, it, you said it last week on the pod. You said yeah. that was what it was going to be. Yeah, I said either I think either the team they're like, look, go find a team. They probably gave him the choice. They look, look, we're we're gonna you're you're not playing in DC in twenty twenty three. That's not happening. We're gonna keep you on the team. You can train, you can kind of get ready for preseason, keep yourself fresh. But uh by the time I will not be surprised if by the time we hit uh before the season opener, I think they have they have to do it by like there's like a contract deadline. I would not be surprised if Ravel Morrison has been completely bought out by that point. So what do um, we think it is? What do we, th- it wasn't because he was bad. Like he's not worse than other players that are playing. That's not why he's not on the team. So what we'll never know. It will never yeah. come out. Probably. Do you think he just was like, this is not for me. I'm out. I would rather, I'm, I don't want to live over here in this place anymore. And cause he was training in the off season with, with, uh, Benteke. He mm-hmm. was, uh, he was here for some of it. And then he left again. So I, I'm just curious what you think maybe was the reason why. I mean, in my mind, I think, I think the reasoning comes down to, I, I do not think yes. Okay. He wasn't bad, but would we say he was very good? No, I, I no, I just don't think it's the team. I don't, the reason he's not on the team is not because the team doesn't want him. I don't think, I don't think he doesn't want to be here. I think he yeah. wants out. He's the he's, he is the one that's traveling over and playing pickup games in Manchester, right? Like, I think that's yeah. what's going on. So I, yeah, that, I, that's we'll never really know. I think probably he was thinking this was not, you know, what I hoped it would be. Maybe he's only maybe he's a guy that only stays in places one year. I mean, we've DC United has had a million of those. 
Zoltan Steber comes to mind. His his longest time he was ever with a team was two and a half years, and it was here. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it comes down. I think Wayne Rooney thought, you know, I can, you know, I can get through to this guy. Hey, come with me. You know, I'm the one coach in the past few years that's gotten the most out of you. We can do it again here in D.C. I think he showed up probably thinking he could, you know, take this league in a walk. I think last season was maybe a wake up call. Um, and I think also, you know, adjusting from living in Manchester and living in England to living in the States is a, is a big adjustment. And I think you ultimately, I, I mean, I would think ultimately that would be tough. And I think also you sign Matias click. So you already know that the team is, is looking at your potential replacement. They play very similar type of roles, kind of that eight ten hybrid creative player. Yep. So I think also, I think the expectation was probably you said you're, you're, you know, you're going to have to either play for your role and spot. And he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to. Not. I'm going to find somewhere else. And <laughs> I think, I think they, he looked for a team and I think the team couldn't find him. And then eventually I think he, uh, the team's like, all right, we're just going to buy out your contract. Like we'll, we'll take the, the one contract out, um, and, and see what happens. So maybe Wayne's buying him out. Maybe, maybe, Wayne, maybe, maybe it's coming out of his pocket. Like that'd maybe, be, a, that would be a he, real, that would be a, uh, what's it called? Integrity move. If he did that, he was like, Hey, I think we should sign this guy. And he comes here and scores two goals and passes backwards a thousand times. And I was like, you know what? Here's some money to go away. Yeah, you know, you you you've mentioned it. I think we've we've both mentioned it. I mean, this is a this is a real uh, a real. I don't want to say. Yeah, I guess I'll say it. Black mark, um, Wayne. It was made. I think it was made very very clear. I think both the front office and ownership was. I don't know about ownership. I don't know how much invested ownership is, but front office was not on board with this Ravel Morrison signing. They had guys that they were scouting that they had developed relationships, communications with. Wayne Rooney comes in and says, "I think this guy Ravel Morrison is better." They made it very very clear that in 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 the. Uh, I mean, it, it probably was going to be easy to guess. But they made it very, very clear that Wayne Rooney, they showed a bunch of players, and Wayne Rooney was like, nope, this is the guy. He's, he's going to be much better than all of them. And that and, doesn't get out. That doesn't normally get out from the D.C. front office. So that mm-hmm. was clear. That is clearly some reputation protection from the front office. They're like, listen, this could go sideways for a number of reasons. And if and when it does, it was not us. Yeah. <laughs> the, the call did not come from inside the house. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is ultimately – I think that's what happened here. Um, and I think that the uh, – that the team, sorry, I'm just trying to get my microphone a little bit. So my phone's not going off in the middle of recording. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but I, you know, I think, I think very clear the team tried to push this, push this on Wayne. And, you know, it's, it's a, I think it's a, you know, when you sign a coach, a guy who hasn't been a coach for a very, very long time, who's sort of new to the, to the coaching scene. And certainly, um, well, Wayne Rooney certainly has more experience. He's not completely green coming into DC. He's still a young coach and still learning. And this is the type when you sign coaches like that, they're going to make mistakes like this in player evaluation. They're going to want to bring in their guys, and sometimes their guys don't fit with the system. So, which is why you normally don't let a guy with two and a half years coaching experience be the general manager for your club. Generally, yeah. that's not the way you do this. And I do think that had an impact. This had an impact on. All right, I think the front office, you know. I'm assuming now it's just uh, Stuart Mayers and uh, and 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 Dave Gasper. Like, okay, player evaluations on us now. Like, you you wanted this guy Morrison. It's not working out. It's now on us to try to you you. We'll, we'll come to you to see whether what you think. But um, trust me, the final decision is going to come for us. We'll see. Uh, other news, uh, basically, but but with this buyout, so Miguel Barry's gone. He was supposed to be the backup for Benteke. Looks like Ravel Morrison's gone. Yes, I think you get guys off. You sort of cut some dead weight. I think sort of the last little bits of dead weight from last season. Uh, but now huge questions of depth. It's almost now more important as to whether 
as to whether uh, Take You to Pietro, Jackson Hopkins, maybe even Christian Fletcher, are they ready to take that next step? I don't know about Christian Fletcher. Take You to Pietro had a strong preseason. Maybe he can slot right in as that sort of that backup uh, creative attack 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 minded player. Maybe they push him further up top um, as a sub for for Dax. He's not going to play the same as Benteke. He's not. We do not have a a sort of big, tall, uh, strong target forward. And Barry wasn't necessarily at Benteke's level, but he was still that kind of target post up type forward. So you're kind of losing you're losing depth there um, by trading Barry. If you wanted a reason to understand why the, all of MLS, all of the of the the knowledge folks at MLSsoccer.com are putting us in the toilet, it's because of what you just said. It's like this team is really going to hinge on the readiness of Ted Cudi Pietro, Jackson <laughs> Hopkins, and uh, who else? Just whoever else you said, uh, whatever the third third young. Oh, and Christian Fletcher. Uh, that this is every year. I swear to God. How many years have we been doing this now, Ted? Is this four years, five years, whatever long? Fifth year. This is the fifth year. We started started 2018. Uh, (laughs) Every single year, there's like an obvious to everyone roster flaw, right? Mm -hmm. Like last year was fullbacks, I believe. I think that was the thing we looked at like, oh, you really don't have any. This is not good. If any one of these players gets hurt and Brad Smith blew his knee out and we had sold Kevin Predes and then we're like, "Uh, I don't know what we do now. And this very much seems having... Nigel Robertha be your primary backup striker, a player who has thus far not impressed MLS, and then a child who scored. He did score a nice goal in his opportunity, but like uh, this is just not the way you build a team. Like you don't, you should not put yourself in a position to rely so seriously on entirely unproven players, uh, unless you're not really serious. I mean, we, we, we've talked before about what the expectations are of this team. It's not MLS Cup. It's not League's Cup. It's not Open Cup. It's, uh, you know, get into the playoffs, like get better. But the way you get out of the wooden spoon race is to at least build, like just get rid of the obvious flaws, have a backup striker, have have a little bit more depth in at center back. we have already seen that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but I just, it, it feels like a complete philosophical, you know, I don't know, like a blind spot for this club where it's just like, if 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 we, I mean, we pay close attention, but I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people could look at this club and be like, "Huh, that's that seems like a that seems pretty dangerous to have no cover in that position." But hey, what what, what do I know? I'm sure that you're <laughs> the, you're in last place uh, last year, so you know you know what you're doing. It's fine. I don't know. It's 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 a it's. I think I think it could be a problem. Or it could go great. Who knows? You never yeah, know. I mean, I will say. I mean, I mean, we'll get into this in a little bit. I mean, obviously, there's been no preseason. So we have we have not seen we have seen negative minutes of this team playing. We've seen some glimpses of some. Hey, maybe there's something here, and some also some worrying signs. I would say on the defensive side of the ball, I am extremely worried that this is going to work. If you want to play against a team that's difficult to play, right now uh, you have two center backs, uh, both Derek Williams and uh, Brendan Heinzike. Brendan Heinzike apparently getting screws removed. <laughs> From that was at leg. least expected. That was known. That was that yeah. was that was anticipated. But he is out. He's out four to six weeks. Uh, Derek Williams is still out. Hasn't I think played very limited minutes in the preseason. Now you're looking at Steve Birnbaum and Donovan Pines. I mean that's that's two center backs out, and suddenly like you're 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 aging very very thin into the roster. Uh, you know maybe um, Akaboni's ready to go, but I I doubt it. I think we're going to see Donovan Pines and Steve Birnbaum up top. Um, I think wing back. I think they. <laughs> Yeah, wing back. We'll see. I mean, it's it's between Andy Nahar and Ruhan as to who plays that role 
and uh, we'll see what Mohammed can do. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of it is, a lot of it is a lot of question marks. Not a lot of it, I think, really inspires confidence. Um, and so I'm not really surprised that I guess where a lot of the pundits put us, they put us very, very much near the bottom. Um, and but I mean, again, it's MLS. There's a lot of times people think teams are near the bottom and they put it together. So. I, I'm just I'm I'm very much laughing. This off season of change happens, and the opening <laughs> the opening center back pairing for the season <laughs> is going to be Donovan Pine and Stephen Burnbaum. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. that, that to me that to me is the most massive, just the most of 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 the of the free agent center backs that were out there. And I and I know it was it was going to be hard to get any of them. You're not going to get Aaron Long. You're not going to get, you know, some of the big prize center backs. But I mean, I think at least we could have maybe reached a little bit um, and maybe grabbed one of those and really sort of improved our center back pairing. And then I think you would have had some people saying, okay, maybe there's, you know, maybe, maybe they can sneak into the playoffs. But a lot of this is relying on, you know, I think Mateus Click. I think he's, he right now, if he has a, a good season, this team might have something. But even then, that's, that's a question. Um, as to whether he can do it's just it's it's question marks all over the field. I think this is either going to be a massive disaster with Wayne Rooney fired midseason, Oof. or this Oof. is going to be a team that just barely squeaks in the playoffs. The ceiling, Spicy. the ceiling is not is certainly not high with this team. Um, Wayne Rooney being fired is a I have not even thought that those those words have not even come to mind for me yet. It, he will either be he will either be let go because I think at the, if this is if this is a disaster if this is. If this just completely crashes and burns and it's by midseason, this team looks lost completely all over the field. They're last place. There's no hope of playoffs. I mean, you've got half a year left in his contract. You cut loose and you find somebody in here and actually try to get something. Honestly, then it's probably Carl Robinson as acting MLS coach. Uh, RGNDC fourth in the East. My honest prediction. I hope you're right. Um, that's home playoff territory. <laughs> wow! 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 Oh would, man! Uh, please send me some of whatever you're imbibing. Uh, that would be fantastic if that happens. Uh, you got to pay the toll. Says I really don't get the hate on Pines. He is very forward thinking mentality. I go watch some games, man. I, I don't. I mean, Pines. Pines has like his. His. We talked about this. His biggest problem is mentally. He can have games where he looks like the best defender out there, and he has games where he is absolutely terrible. And it's just a matter of which game you have there. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to be excited for this season, but as we're getting closer to the season and I'm seeing the injuries, and I, I like I, I have no sense of where this team is going to play, how this team is going to look. It's all a complete mystery. And we weren't allowed I, to watch any preseason, so we correct. didn't even get a look. So. It's their fault. It's their fault for our quasi pessimism. I mean, every, like you said on you said on Twitter, like uh, everyone is. No one knows. No one saw these games. So yeah. like it is a complete and utter mystery. It would be funny if they come out and are amazing. I just I think we have identified. Someone says that we're we're talking about the whole season hinging on Barry is kind of a reach. It's not. It's not that it's uh, hinging on Barry. It's that it's hinging on. Uh, the complete lack of depth in that position. It could be anybody, like a physical body. Uh, that the, now does not exist. There, if, the, if an injury occurs, if Benteke goes down, your season is Nigel Roberta and what? Uh, that's insane. This game, I mean, if you want to look at what the season is hinging on, it's in, it's hinging on three players, the three designated players: Taxi Fuentes, who's twenty four. We all, but we all know 
what happened last season with him. And, you know, can if he if he does continue his sort of on the field, uh, his what he contributed on the field. I mean, I think that's a good thing. Uh, you're relying on plus 30 Benteke and right now plus 30 Matias Click. Uh, if any one of those guys goes down and goes down long term, this season's cooked. And it seems very, very risky to be risking uh, risking this team on. I, 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 I like the click signing, but as a DP, when you need to hit on designated players and particularly how Benteke did not look good. I mean, there's not a lot of confidence really going into this year. There's really not a lot of confidence. I, I think like you sign a player like him, that's like a steadying move, right? Rather than a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, for some reason we cannot do well with midfields with finding players in midfield, like the, in, in like the Tam area and whatever else, like let's just go to a guy premier league level who is a difference maker for his team. You plug him into our team. Something has to go. Something good has to happen. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not as much alchemy as it usually is because, but, We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Let's keep uh, let's keep on trucking here. Yeah. Spe- speaking of guys that were supposed to be the fulcrum of DC United's uh, midfield for a while, Moses Nyman uh, returning from loan to RSL. Um, this one hurts. I think this hurts for a lot. For me, it hurts for me. I think for a lot of DC fans, um, he apparently was sold to Brevin in the Belgian league. Hasn't really made an appearance and now gets a loan back to MLS uh, to RSL, um, a team I think he could break through in. Um, if he shows the potential and the talent, uh, they are a team that does not has not spending right now. I think very much. Uh, so you're looking; they're looking for a young option, a young breakthrough option. Uh, boy, I w- I wouldn't mind having him here right now. So, oh yeah, and RG and DC. What would you <laughs> would you bring back Ola Kamara? Absolutely. And two uh, in one half of one second. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm actually. I will not be surprised. If, Kick the tires. He, no yeah. one else. He's not gone anywhere else. Why not? Why not? Probably got Why a house not? here still. What? What do you? Um, what do you think of Moses Nyman returning? Any? Uh, I uh, no. I don't really care. Uh, if he if he if he if he kills it, that'd be one thing. I don't. I just don't. Uh, I was hoping that the the move to Belgium was going to sort of change his horizons. I think this this is like a confirmation of the fact that DC United could not find a spot for him, mm-hmm. even on a horrible team. Uh, so, you know, good luck to him. I hope, I hope he does. I really hope he does well. And I hope he goes back to Belgium and does even better, but I'm not, I'm not too faced by this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, if he does well, I think it'll be, I think this could add to the long, unless there is another player, unless there's a Ted Q Pietro, a Jackson Hopkins who makes a serious step up this season. Um, you know, this could be a, a, this could potentially be a, uh, a long year if Moses Nyman breaks through and suddenly becomes, you know, a best 11 such yeah, a I mean, if that happens, yes, that would be, that, <laughs> if, that, if, that, if that, it happens, I mean, he's got the talent to do it. It's just a matter of, can he put it together over under on red cards for the season at setting the line at two <laughs> under under, okay, I, I gonna, think he should, I think he shows some, I think he shows sorry, some imp- 2.1 or whatever. <laughs> he <gotta set> the <laughs> line at not the I'm number. still going to say under, I think he's going to show some improvement. He might, okay. he might pick up one. We'll see. Um, RJR and DC says, I think Garay is playing better than Nyman. Maybe. Maybe. He's certainly still here. Uh, and SC Lad 95 says, I feel like the team will make a move or two before the deadline while using the first couple of games as a shakedown test to expose the frailties of our roster as it currently stands. They might be. That's a horrible idea if they're doing that. Yeah. There's, there's literally no reason 
to I mean, <laughs> try to assemble, try, try to bring in players it, after the international transfer window closes and you are, for the most part, and you are, yeah, I hope John, that's not what they're it, doing. You got nine games, you got nine teams potentially making the playoffs, so. I mean, the summer, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the summer is one thing. I, I guess that's, I guess that's so. Yeah, I don't. Maybe there's maybe there's some moves. I think we we've heard um, we've heard uh, rumors about a, a player, uh, Ismail. I think is his name. From Hammerby. Yeah, the the winger there. What's with us going to the Swedish league suddenly now? It's like it's strange. <laughs> it's 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 uh, maybe it's cheap. Maybe there's like it's, a maybe there's like a good deal is. on like an exchange rate or something going on. Probably is. Uh, other news that I don't think we discussed. Loud United officially sold, and they are now eligible for the U.S. Open Cup. Hey, they enter in the second round, hosting North Carolina FC. A potential matchup against Richmond? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. They can't play D.C., so uh, Richmond would be the obvious choice. Of course, Richmond, I think, they get the host of uh, down where producer Brian lives, could get Lionbridge FC. Um, so that would at, be... At CNU. I, I might go to that. That would, that would slap. It's at City Stadium. That. It's already been confirmed. Oh, it's at I don't City care then. Never mind. Oh, come on. You got to come. Can't do it. You got to come. You got to come. Um, but yes, uh, sources and sources say new turf is not on the horizon. We know oh, yeah. the criticisms about <laughs> about the turf. Uh, that is a that is I would call that a well placed source that I ha- uh, that I have spoken to. It was brought up, and that's not on the horizon. They need yeah. it. They need it. They do. They absolutely do. Um, obviously, we talked about this home opener, February twenty fifth. Uh, first match against Toronto. Toronto, of course, played in the a two one loss to the LA Galaxy. I will say. I watched a little bit of it. I, I was yeah. kind of stri- I was kind of switching back and forth, trying to to test out. I was I was testing out the new app. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, they did look a little uh, shaky. Um, I think the Galaxy exposed them pretty well. So um, we'll see we'll see what happens. I think they are a team, another team that's still figuring out. I trust their coaching situation a lot more than I trust our coaching situation. Bob Bradley's mm-hmm. a good coach. Uh, they also went out and they got Sean Johnson, so they got a better goalkeeper in free agency. Uh, who was also, available? Who was available? <laughs> just like our two that we got. Hey, who, who was available? Uh, again, I don't. I think if if we had approached Sean Johnson, he'd say no, no, no. If I can't find anywhere else, I'm, I'll just stick with it. I'll just stick with NYCFC. That's the nature of the way the team is right now. Um, truth be told. Um, anyway, thought. Let's go to get thoughts, predictions. What's your, what's huh. your prediction on the result of the game? I think I said uh, in the the Discord chat. I think I said one one was my was my uh my guess i both teams to score seems like a good bet i don't dc united's defense is uh it's a work in progress i assume we've not seen it but the the players they brought in to fix it uh are not gonna play in the middle and uh we got we got two players one player new demo us and then probably ruan or ending the heart right back so um yeah i don't know i think it's possible we score i i am somewhat bullish on ben teke this season i shouldn't be based on his stats from last year uh but i just feel like uh you know just the law of large numbers says that eventually we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna pick a dp and they're gonna perform well it's gonna go it's gonna go higher other than taxi um but yeah one one's my expectation as far as the scoreline goes yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going one nothing TFC. I think it's. I think it'll be early days. I think TFC is going to dominate the chances. I think because it's early MLS, I think they're going to miss a lot of chances. There may be, you know, some saves from Tyler Miller, uh, but I think ultimately, uh, DC has told themselves they they want to be hard. Uh, Wayne Rooney has preached being hard to play against, uh, but ultimately, I think the offense still is going to be a, a very much a work in progress. Um, and then I just think it's going to end up being, I think it's going to be nil, nil going into like 
minute 88 and then TFC sneaks one <laughs> in heartbreaking fashion. All these people freezing their asses off in a zero zero in the 85th minute. That would I, be let's I mean, that, that could very well happen. I think, I think, I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, by the way, we have some questions. Uh, someone, I think in the chat, I think, I'm looking at our Twitter questions. I think they did bring up the idea and something we should, uh, Richard Wilson, current health status of the center backs. We already tested. We already talked about that, but I think there was another question I saw here about potentially playing Paulson at center back, which we actually did not discuss. I think we're all, we did of- not. You hate that idea because he did that a couple of times last year and looked horrible. And, and it is, it is uh, locked in your mind that he sucks. at. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's- I would rather have him than pines personally, but that's me. Yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're trying that out. I have no idea. Um, I think I think it could be. It would not surprise me if we see, you know, Birnbaum, Paulson, center back pairing with a defensive line of Durkin, Knaus, and uh, and then Matias Click, kind of playing a a sort of empty bucket in that in that center between um, between Russ and, and Durkin. So, and that's from um, hashtag Save Georgetown Basketball Hoya Nick. Um, long time, the, long time listener of the show. Long time listener of the show. Um, we already answered this question. We won't be at Audi Field uh, at Audi Field next weekend. All right, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit because let's uh, let's let's switch to some positive news because uh, we actually do have some positive things to discuss, and that is uh, Apple TV. They did yeah. a some preseason test streaming. Um, they did not really announce it. It was kind of like through the grapevine. If you're on Twitter, you you know, blink and you <laughs> miss cool the type. Kids, the cool kids <laughs> talked about it. Blink and you miss the type thing. And uh, honestly, early impressions were very, very nice. Um, I am I am excited on Saturday to sit down and, and, and sort of take in this content. Uh, apparently, they also did test the new MLS 360 program, which would be kind of a whip around show. It, it's It's been nice that I think they've done enough to in the short time they had to throw all this together um i am actually impressed with what they were able to put together what they were able to put on display to sort of show um to sort of show off what this could be the quality of the broadcast was amazing i mean the the 1080p i it had to be some sort of maybe i remember debating whether it's 4k i don't think it was 4k but it but it was some it was very much an uncompressed 1080p there's variations of TN80P that can look, uh, and, and you've seen it if you've ever mm-hmm. watched an ESPN broadcast, uh, but just slick presentation. I could actually read the numbers like on the bottom of the kits. And if which, you have old with bad eyes, that that is now that's a <laughs> that's a big benefit. Yeah, but uh, the the minimalist graphics, I wasn't sure whether I would like, uh, but honestly, I I dug them. Thought they were I thought they were really nice. And then um, of course there is the. Uh, uh, they had some glitches, I think, with the score bug. Uh, but overall, give me your thoughts. What were your thoughts on? Yeah, I mean, the vi- I think the thing I want to talk about most was the video quality, the, the the fidelity and the frame rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fantastic. Sort of, it has similar to me Fox uh, World Cup level, not necessarily, but the the, the frame rate was similar to those games. So like mm-hmm. their their top level production sort of thing. Um, I thought the sound mixing was really good. I think mm-hmm. having sort of the announcers sort of pull push pull back a little bit, even understanding that these games were sparsely attended, so they really had to have those mics pretty juiced, I think, to make it sound the way it did. But I think that's that's always the thing you're trying to transmit at home is like this is a place you want to be, right? This is come to these games, listen to this cool atmosphere. Yeah, I think I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you finish. Sorry. I was just gonna say that I think that we all thought because they took so long to get out with information about the broadcast, about the technical aspects, who was going to broad, like who the people were, that it just seemed like they were, there's no way they could get a, like a minimum viable product by opening weekend. 
And it was cool that they did this last weekend without any sort of buildup and the, the super nerds got a chance to check it out. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I'm just so shocked that they were able to deliver it on that, on that sort of time frame. It's only going to get better. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's only going to continue to get better. So that's, I think if you look at the difference between MLS, we've talked, you know, ad nauseum about the viewership of MLS is not super high and it's, and it's sort of, it's sort of static, right? Uh, I, I compare it to MLB, the MLB thing on baseball on Fridays. National baseball has pretty bad uh, audience numbers as well. Not as bad as MLS, but uh, you could be a baseball fan and most likely you just watch your team on your local channel. So what happens on Apple TV is sort of, it doesn't really make a difference. Apple is going to have every MLS fan required to be on their platform. So the accountability of the quality of the broadcast and fixes of stuff and getting things right, they're going to hear about it. MLS fans are, uh, there aren't a lot of us, but the ones that do exist uh, certainly will express their thoughts and their feelings about things uh, loudly. So that that's the difference, right? They, they are doing, they're doing MLB, but they're only doing a couple games. They're doing every single MLS game. So it's going to be, uh, it's got to be right. And it's, so far it's looking like it's going to be right. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the... The one big thing is if you've ever watched, I guess, like the highlight show, if you watch some of the some of the um, uh, the like classic games, like I think pretty much like from like I think 2015, 2016 onward, they're all they're all called because, you know, MLS produced did produce, you know, small international content or they hired a company to do it. And the graphics package was, uh, for lack of a better word, not impressive when I, when you watch some of those games that are the international broadcasts um as opposed to the local ones and you miss out on some things so i I was i was my biggest fear was that i was going to be watching these games and it was going to look exactly like it looked like then and and those graphics they're fine but they definitely they lack some depth it's 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 not and and these look smartly produced it looked like you were watching a a full-on professional broadcast i love the the coaches interviews it all just felt like a fully produced soccer content and that's not something we 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 usually get um, with, with our, with our content. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, particularly I think lo- local broadcasting, right? Like oh, yeah. I think, and that's what you know, mo- particularly if you're a decent United fan, you get a uh, one national televised game a year. So, you know, we love Dave and Devin. We love Claudia. We love, you know, all the people that work on the broadcast, but the budget is what it is. So clearly we're going to have a lot. It's going to be better than it was without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. And so I, guess, I think I, I peeked in a little interview with Ben Olsen too. Um, for yeah. Houston, I watched so. the Houston game. Yep. Enjoyed that. Uh, Jesse Eifert asking, do bars normally have Apple TV? No, they don't, but, but it's now going to be on direct TV, which all, yep. which every single bar is almost always using. Uh, so you, if you go to the Buffalo wild wings and say, I want to watch DC United game, they will, they should be able to do it for you, which is, which yeah. is good. They, they haven't been able to do that. Uh, when they're on flow, they, uh, you know, this is, this is different. It's good. It's better. It's a good change that just happened this last week. Yeah, our, our moderate is now they just see an Android app. I will say that was the one. The one I, I ran into some issues. I think I was watching on my laptop on Chrome, and I could not get the the little. I could not get the controls or the pause button. It was just the stream. I couldn't change the audio. I had to go to the Edge browser to to get that to work. Hey, uh, also on cool. on the phone on the phone is a little clunky uh, with the with the browser. It's it's a little clunky. So trying to like follow or switch between games. Uh, not not the most ideal. So I do hope I do hope an app comes out soon for that. But yes, uh, the big thing, a big announcement, I guess, was that bars direct. They will now have uh, Direct TV. I think it's like there. If, if you have to have, like, you can't 
have DirecTV and get access to this. You have to have like a business license for DirecTV, but they were going to put it on the channels, which I think is a huge win, especially for watch parties. People don't have to worry about, you know, dragging out Apple TV sticks or trying to figure all that out. So good, good, good news. I think that's going to do it. Um, I, well, sorry, you have one more thing you want to say? I, no, I'm just, I think we've got some. Do we have any more Twitter questions? I want to make sure oh, we, we do. Don't. We do. Yeah, we let's let's run through those real quick. I'll you know loathe to ask them and not answer them. Uh, Hoya Nick asks who backs up Benteke, Roberta, and Jackson Hopkins. I wanted to bring this one up because somebody on Twitter made a good point: is that they hope we don't have a Ulysses Segura situation where you have some you have a guy that is not that is playing false nine that should not actually be playing it. And I'm forgetting who they said might be that player. Uh, but that's that's possible. <laughs> I mean, in, in in reality, it could be Teku de Pietro. I mean, he he is technically a midfielder slash attacking player. I could see him dropping into that into that kind of false nine uh, type of type of scenario. When we asked him where he likes to play a million years ago, when we interviewed him, he said ten and winger if you make me basically. So yeah. this will there will be a it'll be a new thing for him, but I think he won't mind. He want to get on the field. Jackson Hopkins, I do not see as a nine even in this scenario. So He's I think Roberta yeah. Fletcher. And then if for some reason, those two things don't work out yeah, Ted, Ted seems like the next spot that you'd want to go, but still I would like another one. That's <laughs> you. I think you guys know my feelings about Nigel Roberta generally about sort of his fit in MLS. Um, here's a question that I think is relevant based on the time uh, that we're, that we're broadcasting after last night. Uh, uh, Steph, Stefan, Cl- <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> at something. Uh, Stephen wants to know what our thoughts are on the new upgrades to Audi Field and the potentially tragic state of the pitch next week as a result of hosting the DC Defenders XFL games. Also, what are your take on pundits projecting us to be wooden spoon contenders? Uh, new upgrades to Audi Field. So we've not talked about this. Have we talked? I think we might have talked about this. The there was an event this last week for the oh we haven't talked about the jerseys uh (laughs) there was an event that happened uh Mm -hmm. about the unveiling the murals uh that are i think they would come i'm trying to remember like g like uh cardinally directionally wise where they're at it's It's like gate b isn't it i think that's right yeah uh that big we'll have to go to the stadium so we can actually tell you where it is yes (laughs) but it looks cool it looks it looks very cool um they 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 had a local artist basically just go do whatever he thought was right which is Mm kind of neat uh, that they would do that. The roof is mostly done. I think they didn't finish it all the way, but mostly done. That's good. But Very let's talk good. about the let's talk about the pitch. Uh, I mean, I am it, not, it, I'm not super concerned about it. Are you? Super I'm, concerned about it? I'm. I'm not the only. I guess the only game. The only time I'm going to be concerned about it is late March uh, because I believe it's been brought up that there will be. Uh, there will be. I think it's like the defenders play the 25th, then DC plays the 26th, and then Sunday the Spirit plays the 27th. Ooh, so really the Spirit are the, are the team you need to worry about there from that <laughs> perspective. Um, I mean, I, I will say that, you know, it, I think in 2020 there was a lot of concern about the pitch, and I think that they got it in a, at least a good playable state. I don't think you heard anybody really complain about how it looked. They do have a week now to sort of get this grass all together. It's going to be great weather. So it's almost until the actual game. So I right. think it'll be perfect <laughs> weather to actually get the pitch in a, in a playable, um, in a playable state and in a, in a good state. So we'll see how it looks on. We'll see how it looks. Um, obviously, you know, we are, there are a lot of people that don't want the defenders anywhere near, you know, DC. I understand that. Um, the, the counter argument is taxpayers played for the stadium. If there is somebody that wants to host an event there and they are willing to pay and willing to pay the money, then you gotta let them. You gotta let them on. So, yeah. Other question from the same person: What do you think about the new cherry blossom kit? Love it. Love it. Also, 
Short, yeah. short but sweet. We probably will buy one. <laughs> well, you know, and I think it's worth we're discussing. I think a lot of people are saying there, there's sort of the caveat of, yes, finally, this looks great. I'm loving it. I'm buying it. To the, it looks good, but they could have done more. And then there's also the, I don't think they did enough. I hate it. And I think there are some people that just will hate it regardless. Um, mm-hmm. Just remember nature. the Hanes t-shirt, folks. It could be the Hanes <laughs> t-shirt and it's not. So it, They definitely could have done more with it. It could have been. But I think as I, I think Pablo has really pointed out, like you get very limited, cust- even if you want to customize, very limited customiz- customization options. And I will say, clap, clap, MLS. Not all the kits work. I don't like all the kits. I don't like the Red Bulls kit. No. The I don't the Austin kit's weird, but uh you could tell at least there was an there was attempts made to make interesting kits this year. Try some new things, try some different things. Fire kit looks really good. Yeah, I like uh, it. A lot Colorado, of people were hating on it. I thought it was good. I think once you get a sponsor in there, it'll fill up it'll fill up nicely. Colorado Rapids uh is looks good to me. I like the San Jose and I like the Cincinnati. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan. Obviously, it means black and red, but I like the Bruce Lee. The Bruce Lee Seattle kit, yeah. I think, is really cool. I was going for like the more the, <laughs> but yeah, that one, that one, that one is the, also the uh, the all black kit for Nashville is getting a lot of pop. Oh yeah, it's just it's just nice. There seems to be like some creativity going on here uh, that you don't. Again, we go back to Haynes all white a couple years ago. Uh, they had. I, I'm trying to remember what they talked about for that. Like you know, you know, it's the real essence of the city. It's a it's a plain white t-shirt. It's. I, I still remember you're like, oh, it's going to be clean, and was like, it's a, is it going to be a white t-shirt? Like, no, it's not going to be just a white t-shirt. And like, came out. <laughs> I will never. Uh, that, that, I'm sorry, I'm never going to let you live that down. That whole discussion we had early in the year about that. What? Yeah, I don't remember what I say. No, you were like you. You got some inside. Some inside. Um, I got some inside. To? Yeah, some inside news about, oh, no, it looks, it looks a very clean kit. It looked very clean. I was like, is it just going to be a white T-shirt? That's what all these other ones are coming out. No, it's not going to be just a white T-shirt. I will I'm going to get lied to. It happens. We'll have to go back. We'll, we'll have to go back into the – when did that kit come out? Was that 2019? It was the beginning of 2019. We'll have to I'll go give, back. And, I'll give someone a dollar to go back uh, <laughs> to go back and find that. Uh, Brendan Cartwright, uh, the DC United Twitter historian, uh, says, who would you include in the Hall of, Hall of Heroes mural if there was room? I think that's a very good question that maybe we would, if I would like to put Emilio on there, I, I think mm-hmm. he was, I think he was a very short time, uh, but very, very impactful. Uh, I, I would also put Santino on there, but that's cause I'm just, that's me. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm me. Who would you, who, who would you put on there? That's not on there. Um, Bobby Boswell is internet. Yeah. Bobby Boswell. Maybe I think his bill was bill is bill in the mural. Maybe I not. Know. I think, I be. think he should be. Um, so I think he should definitely be there. Um, I think actually, honestly, him over Wayne Rooney. If, if I think I know yeah. Wayne Rooney's in there. That was very clearly like a <laughs> Wayne's the most recognizable player. We got to have him in here. Um, I thought the cool the cool thing. I thought they included the dips was, was a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there are like any famous like historical players that maybe you would want to include. Really, it's Johan Cruyff. And that's that's actually kind of about it. But. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I think it would be cool. The, uh, the Howard, uh, the Howard, uh, soccer coach. I think if you're talking about DC soccer, um, and the Howard, uh, the Howard team was the, I think the first, um, from a, uh, HBCU to win the, uh, to win the NCAA championship. I think that would have, that could have been a cool addition, um, as kind of a, if you're talking, you know, it doesn't have to be just DC, it's DC soccer, uh, the Howard university soccer, coach, whose name I, I honestly can't remember. Um, but there was an excellent, excellent feature, um, on him and I will get his name because <laughs> I definitely don't want to, don't want to forget that. But yeah, that's maybe another guy I would include if you're not talking DC. I think there were some more questions, but I think, uh, I think that's probably where we're, we should cut it off. That was a, th- thank you again, always for, for providing some, some last second questions. You did that with like an hour and a half. 
uh, we, I, I think that I, 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 you know, I never forget the fact that like when we started, we'd ask for questions and uh, we would like really pound on getting questions. And now we're getting to the point where we can just throw it up there and probably have a whole episode without planning at all and just ask answer questions, <laughs> which is a nice it's nice. It's a nice club to have in the bag, you know, sometimes. But I want to make sure I get the name Lincoln Phillips is the is the coach. Um, I think he sh- he should get a spot on the D.C. soccer mural. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you all so much for the questions. Appreciate, appreciate y'all jumping in. Those were some, some great questions. And, you know, regardless of what we think, we, we maybe did not inspire confidence in what we think about DC this year, uh, but we reserve the right to be wrong. Things Folks, can change. Evils, if you, if, unless you're new, unless this is your first time watching us, you know, all it takes for us is one win and we are yeah. on the hype train, like it, embarrassingly so. So it, if we pull another seven-one win over Toronto, like we did, I mean, the the, the mood will change uh, yeah. drastically, change drastically. And I'm so excited. I'm just glad to have some games to actually watch. Like, <laughs> if that so happens, that, you and I will be like making a, like a list of all the people who put us fifteen and like doing like a takedown on each of them. Like, all right, Charlie Boom, <laughs> former former friend of the We're show. We're gonna have Wayne with the with the laminated sheet of the predictions at the end of the year. <laughs> that that that's that's the hope. That's certainly the hope. All right, folks. If you're listening to the live show, stick around. We got Kindred Spirits coming up. We're going to talk uh, Washington Spirit and, of course, the U.S. Women's National Team. If you listen on the podcast, switch over to that once you're done listening to this, Kindred <laughs> Spirits. Uh, we're going to put that out, put that out, a special early show. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening, though. If you're enjoy, listening, enjoy opening weekend. And, enjoy uh, opening weekend. We will not be doing a live show next week. We will record on Sunday, but it'll, it'll drop on Monday. So, yep. As I am, as I am under anesthesia, you can listen to a podcast. I can be in, I'll be in the nether. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be mm-hmm. fun. All right. Thank you guys. Check you later. Bye. Vamos. Vamos.